Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bookends with Friends. This is your co-host, Parker Moon. Am I guilty or innocent? It's Brett Irvin. This is your co-host, Daniel Phillips. And we are a weekly book club podcast where we go over one book a month, every month, and we make books. We make books along the way. Sorry. No, we make friends along the way. Uh, Hey, guys, what book are we reading this month? Salem's Lot, baby. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. We we did this with Carrie Soto, and I think it's going to confuse people. It's just Salem's Lot, not Salem's Lot's baby. Yeah, it's Um, by Mr. King Stephen. Comma Stephen. By Mr. By Mr. King Stephen, as everyone knows him and calls him. <laughs> the King. Um, the, uh, yeah, we're, we're reading Salem's Lot. So, that Dan, did, when did you say to have that read by? October 25th, because I had to look it up for my own reading schedule, because I've not yep. started it yet. Hey, hey, man, me too. And it's a long, it's a chunky, it's a chunky book. So, we yeah. got to get in, we got to get in there. Got to crank out some King. We got to figure out what's going on in Salem's Lot. I have no idea. I don't know anything about this book. I'm I do. Okay. Wink. <laughs> All right. Well, Stupid. before before we do that, but Brett, you've read Salem's Lot, right? Yes. Oh, damn. You, Maybe. So okay. Have I? All right. I don't know what's going on here. Before we read Salem's Lot, let's do short stories and catch up. I, I really want to catch up with you guys because Daniel, at least, I know had a crazy weekend. So Daniel, Daniel me... Um, had my 10-year high school reunion this weekend. Wow. In, uh, Fort Payne, Alabama. You're so old. Uh, Fort Payne was one of the closest high schools to me when I, to my hometown, Mintone, and it was 30 minutes away from my house. And so I had to drive really far to Fort Payne every day. Um, but yeah, it it was weird. I like, I told Nicole on the way up there because Nicole came with me and I said, you know, I bet the people that are going to be there are not like I bet they have also changed. Right. Because I've changed since high school, but I have not seen them or heard from them in 10 years. And so I'm like, oh, they're all the exact same type of person, which yeah, like, yeah, yeah. obviously not true. Maybe for some of them. I don't know. <laughs> but you never know. It, it was just like kind of weird like it was fun i got to see the there's a group of guys that i play um games with pretty frequently and they were all from my high school class so i got to hang out with them which is nice but then there are also some people that were like i never talked to in high school really but they came up and like talked to me and i was like ah hey like i don't really know what to say to you (laughs) but it was, was, was it fun was it interesting i'm I'm very curious because our our high school reunion was canceled because of covid and yeah. then i believe our uh lovely school like president person or whoever was in charge of like, like planning class that president yeah she she decided that um not enough people rsvp'd on the facebook invite so we just aren't having one so that was the weird thing like we had an rsvp we had we had signups for like whatever we we paid a small amount of money to like get catering done and we had like a small group chat to kind of plan some more detailed specifics about everything, like about the actual like night and the number that kept being thrown around, thrown around um, was like a little over a hundred people from our class. And so my, my graduating class was 
just around 200. So I was like, man, half. That's a lot to show that's up a good, to this Yeah, thing. that's a good turnout. And that's half, like 100 people from our class, not including like significant others or spouses or whatever that like were also allowed to come. But we get there and there's like 30 people from our class. Like there's hardly anyone there to the point where I was like, I've, I would have known. <laughs> like I drove really far. Like it took us six hours to get there because of Atlanta traffic. Yeah, uh, but I'm sure. I mean, you still you had your, your like dedicated friends that you were going to see. So that yeah, there's a win like, there. It was still fun. It was still a good time. It was just it's strange seeing people that you have not seen or talked to in ten years. And was it was it strange uh, carrying around the burden of fame being an esteemed podcaster? <laughs> that so many people came up to me and were did like, people, wow. did people look at you strange like they they couldn't believe it that you were in their presence this is how the this is how the other half lives the one percent right right so wow you've grown so much since high school no most of them actually just talked about how i was still tall and i looked generally the same <laughs> um excuse excuse me uh i i call bs because yeah. i've seen high school pictures um and dan and i mean i mean i mean this respectfully but <laughs> i say that you aged like a fine wine well thank I you think you have you've you've uh like exponent gotten hotter exponentially over wow the years. that's that's fantastic to hear i mm -hmm. uh did say someone did say my hair looked better because i did have a bowl cut in high school that's so that's kind of what i was referencing and it's i didn't want to call that. it the bowl cut but i'm glad yeah. that you did it was yeah, a swooshy yeah, yeah. bowl cut, but I didn't do like the Bieber swoosh thing with my neck because my neck is really long and it hurt. You did when the I did actual that. bowl one. Yeah, I just did like you I used just a had bowl. a like bowl cut. Yeah, well, I just popped a plastic popcorn bowl on my head and I was good to go. But no, do you was, have any? Do you have any crazy stories? Did anyone get like wildly drunk or did, was did anyone like actually come back like famous and successful? Oh, no, that was the any other drama. Thing. Like there was no drama. Like oh, boo. We, we start ate some. dinner. We, well, we stood around. Start <laughs> Well, Dan, start some drama. Be the drama. We still stood around in like the cliques that were from high school, which was kind of funny. And there was like tables that were like separated by that. But we we stood around for like 20 minutes when everyone got there. And then our, our class president, um, she like was like, okay, like we're going to go ahead and like food's here. We're going to go ahead and eat. So we ate. And then we stood around for like an hour longer and then we left. There was no drama. There was no like, oh my God, I can't believe, oh, I can't believe that guy's here. There was like nothing like no, that. Nobody got a bucket of blood dumped on their head. Yeah. No, that didn't happen. Um, Mintone's really pretty in the fall. We got to see Mintone in the fall, which was wonderful. Um, but other than that, that was kind of, it. it was a lot of driving. 85 and 75, which are the two interstates I take to go home, both had like major accidents on the oh, way there no. and on the way back it took like it was like 12 total hours of driving when it's usually eight which was really oh, frustrating weird. i'm so sorry yeah that yeah. sucks and it was pretty short turnaround time right like you were there what like saturday Less through than 24 like, hours sunday morning we got there saturday at 5 p.m and we came home this morning sunday morning at like 10 <laughs> Hey guy, you're here. You made it. I made it. And then you're, you're, you're glad you're you're back in your podcasting chair and everything is right. It feels so good to be back home. Um, and then I'm still reading Assassin's Quest, the third book in the first year trilogy. I'm going to I was gonna say I was gonna have this done by next week, but I'm gonna have to not do that. 
because I've got to start Salem's Lot if it's as big as you guys are saying it is. It's 600 pages. You've it's read big. 600 pages. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do right, need to right. start it. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that's my weekend in a nutshell. I was really, really hoping it would be spicier than that, but it just wasn't. You gotta, you next uh, next time for like your 20th anniversary, you yeah. gotta cause the drama. If there's not spice, like you gotta, you gotta start some rumors, like spread some shit around and then just like see what unfolds. Yeah. yeah, pre- yeah in the lead up, sure. prepare some kind of beef. Yeah. Oh, prepare a beef. Yeah. Have I could ready. start that like now. 10 years of beef preparation. Hey, you know what? I'm just, I'm glad you had a good time and I'm glad you're back home. And safe that's, and sound. Safe and sound. That's all that matters. Brett, what's, what's been going on with you, pal? Um, not a ton. I have been improving my, um, as previously discussed, my tennis game. I have a really good coach. You might know mm-hmm. him. Tell me about him. You might. Sounds hot. Uh, super attractive. Really Sounds good at smart. tennis. Really smart. Um, probably one of the best people in the world. Uh, Dan's right, well, been now, teaching now, me now tennis. We're just like. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, that is Parker, uh, our esteemed co-host, has been uh, has been coaching me to get me better, so we can so I can defeat Justin. Uh, my uh, he's my Bowser kind of. Mm-hmm. He's the Bowser to my Mario. Uh, um, and my voice, he's your I will Bowser say, to your Chris Pratt. Yeah, I was gonna say my voice is better than Chris Pratt, so. Hey, Trust hey, me. okay. I know we're I know we're in the middle of this tennis segment, and we're we're gonna get back to the tennis segment. Can we all take a go at a Mario voice? No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You, you but you know, me. you know, <laughs> you can't trick but me you know, into doing Chris, bad Italian I, and I then say you, no, never no, mind. I want you to do Chris Pratt's like. I want you to do Chris Pratt's Mario voice. Okay. Well, okay, he starts we by saying, "Whoa, where am I?" He says, it, "Like, yeah," an imperfect Chris Pratt voice. Yeah. He says, "Whoa." What is this place? That's what he, he says. says Ma- Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. And there it is. <laughs> I've been, I've been, I've been saying that over and over and over. I, I don't know why. I think it was so funny and so jarring when I heard Chris Pratt do that. And so I, it's just been choking. like, I like, I've been like walking around the house. I think I've annoyed Maddie because I've just been like picking up stuff, like cleaning, and like Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. And I, it's just man it's really good oh man i could i could be mario it's one of the best impressions i've i've heard i i could be i could be a <laughs> shitty mario impression but a good chris pratt impression there you go um but we can say that jack black's bowser is really good jack black's bowser is amazing so shout out jb if you close your eyes during uh luigi running away it's just an episode of sunny it, it really is, is fun yeah yeah, I mean, I'm ex- I'm excited for. Okay, so you know, I don't want to make this entire short story segment about Super Mario Bros. the movie, but we should. There's going to be an episode where we're going to not talk about books and we're going to talk about that movie. Obviously, okay. yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we're excited for it. So let us know if you're excited for it because we're, you know, we're going to keep bringing it up. Parker's going to start every gonna- episode with that impression. That's our new intro. With that impression, trying to get it more and more refined to sound exactly like Chris Pratt. So get ready, is all is all we're saying. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, that's uh, my short story. How about you, Parker? <laughs> that was really good. Um, so I'll keep it. I'll keep it short because I feel like we're running long on short stories. Um, 
so two two things. One thing that I thought was going to be scary, I thought was going to be a lot, you know, in in the theme of of October and doing horrifying things, which was going to the dentist. Uh, and I had a great time. It was fantastic. Oh, so it nice. actually turned out to not be scary. I, I got my teeth clean. They feel great. But I did want to mention something because I was so tickled. I couldn't stop laughing when I was in the dentist chair. But um, I was sitting and looking out the window. There was like a nice bird feeder. And I was like, wow, that's so beautiful. And like as she was cleaning my teeth, she was like, yeah, you you barely even noticed the, uh, the uh, graveyard. And I said, oh, what? And then I like adjusted my peripheral or like i looked just like a little past the bird feeder and there's just a full-on graveyard like behind this dentist office uh and then she told me that uh they it like used to be an old church that was renovated so there's this like tiny creepy graveyard behind the dentist office you went to that huggins, they can't remove right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's Huggins. That's in the middle of a shopping mall. Yeah, what? Yeah, it's so wild. Oh, wait, yeah, you, is uh, it the hill? Up on that yeah, hill? that hill is a graveyard. It's like up on the hill. There's a there, there's a graveyard there. And it's so, but it was so funny. Like, I couldn't stop laughing because it was such a weird, jarring experience. Everything about the, the dentist's office is like so nice and clean. And the staff was wonderful. Did you watch TV? And I was, they yeah, I was teeth? watching Cute Animals. Um, and that she was cleaning my teeth and then she, she made that joke about like, you barely, and I, I like couldn't stop laughing on the chair because I thought it was so wild that they just are like subject to have this, you know, graveyard that's, behind them forever. That's what happens when root canals go bad. That's where they well, push she, she was actually a really good sport about it. She said that she told, told, uh, like her, her kids or, uh, like the, they're the younger uh, people that she you know does dentistry for or like just random patients that if they're bad they end up in there which i thought was hilarious <laughs> so funny how many return customers do they have <laughs> uh well At they got two. one for sure because it, yeah it worked on me and daniel daniel was the one who passed along oh, nice. the uh, recommendation it's a great place um it's a great place so uh my teeth feel fantastic thank you for asking i'm sure y'all noticed over the cam i'm sure the audience could tell just the way that I'm speaking, my words probably sound crisper and cleaner. It's because I don't have the uh, the tartar built up in my teeth anymore. Well, I'm wearing um, sunglasses so, right now because of your shiny teeth and you. So so right, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, sorry. This is this is a stupid short story. But then also um, a, a fun <laughs> a fun short story. Uh, I'm a little hungover right now because we went to a wedding yesterday. It's no. Um, it's 8 p.m. You're not allowed to be hey, hungover Dan, still. Dan, no, listen, listen to me. No, you're yes, not. I am because I stayed not. out until 2:30. No, no, no. Okay. Oh, is that why you went to the dentist? <laughs> that was a very dumb joke, Brett. But I appreciate it. <laughs> you set it up perfectly. Um, so uh, at this wedding, though. Uh, it was one of Maddie's old coworkers, and one of Maddie's old coworkers, not the one who was getting married, but another one who was there, is married to a guy who's like higher up in our company. And I only ever see him at events like this, really. Um, and like occasionally within our like, uh, you know, just like happenstances at work where we bump into each other. But he's like the coolest dude ever. Uh, and we always have like a ton in common whenever we talk, but we were just like kind of, you know, chatting. And then he mentioned like uh, Rings of Power and Game of Thrones and stuff like that. And I just like asked him, I was like, hey, are you like a bit, you know, big fantasy guy? Like, have you read? And he was like, yeah, I like love the Wheel of Time series. 
And oh. so, you know, naturally I, I asked him, I was like, oh, like, you know, are, do you read any Brandon Sanderson? Like, you know, he finished that series. And that led into us having a fantastic conversation about uh, the the Way of Kings and uh, the Stormlight That's books. So, cool. so I just I just really appreciate that. Um, and and then we're I follow him on Goodreads now. And it, it was just it was just a really fun experience with like a, a guy in my company who's like, uh, you know, like he's he's uh, higher up yeah yeah he's higher up right so like i i feel like not necessarily peer level but then like having those type of conversations where you're like whoa this he's just a dude and he's so yeah. cool um so i i saw because goodreads like will tell people when they friend someone and i saw like that you had friended this guy and he is high can, enough we can up. say kyle probably yeah you've like friended kyle and i like stalked his goodreads and saw that he like has read all of wheel of time which is a huge feat and like all yes. Stormlight and like a ton of other fantasy books. Um, but yeah, Kyle's Kyle's super cool, but he's high enough up or like the first time I talked to him, I was like intimidated. I was like, oh, you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you're like way, way above me in this like corporate hierarchy. But the first time I talked to him, we just talked about board games for like an hour and a half over teams one day. Like it was just, yeah, you I was just did. doing work and every like five minutes I would respond to Kyle about a different board game. And so he's, now, he's just he's just the coolest guy like i i want to be him i want to yeah. grow up to be just like him i will be messaging he, him tomorrow also it's like a little suck up little suck up type for me i'm like oh gotta get in there <laughs> gotta get okay, kyle yeah. like me <laughs> dude that's yeah that's great for your career path i'll um i'll tell kyle that you no, are using I'll tell him kyle to... tomorrow <laughs> okay no i'll tell um, him no but he uh we also talked about board games at this wedding we just like fully like nerded out at the wedding um it was fantastic nice very um, cool. So that's that's my short story. Oh, and I also um, I finished the first Poppy War and the Bullet That Missed, uh, and I'm on the second Poppy War book, The Dragon Republic. And uh, hey Dan, hey Dan, yeah, it got dark. I yeah, <laughs> you were you were right. It was it was like it was already dark and it was already very heavy. But uh, man, that when it gets to when they get to Golanese, that like turn when they get into the city, it's that jarring. Was, yeah, it, but it was, I mean, her writing style is so good. Uh, and honestly, though, I'm happy that uh, you, that you and Maddie had read it before I picked it up to give me those kind of like trigger yeah. warning head up, like heads up, because it made it to where I wasn't like put off by it, really. Yeah, because I, I knew like it's 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 a part of the subject matter, right? Like it wasn't done sloppily or like without intention. Like right, it's it's supposed right. to be jarring. Um, but yeah, it uh it definitely it's a very mature book that I mean, you should I'll, not go into. Yeah. I I, th I think it's, I'll come out and say like, I rated that book a three star on Goodreads, which is like really low for what that book is. And it was a solid four star, but it was just how like shocked I was at the switch. Cause it reads like a YA for like 400 pages. And then it is just very, not really, really quickly. Um, yeah, no, it's it's definitely adult fantasy. It pulls from the tropes of like YA yeah. and uh, like classical, like the uh, hero's journey. Yeah. Um, but then it really steps into being more an adult fantasy um, very quickly. Yeah, but I still want to read the two and three. I, I haven't gotten around to that yet, but it's on the radar. I'll, I'll give you updates. I'm still the jury's still out, uh, but I, I really, really like the first one. So I'll, I'll keep you posted. Nice. I think we're caught up. Is it is it quote of the week and then discussion time? Do we make it? I think it's quote of the week and then discussion time. 
Okay, our quote of the week comes from Hannah P. You know her as our quote chemist. And this is from Hannah P.'s uh, copy of Salem's Lot. I think I think it's an author's note or maybe a, an introduction to, to the book. Uh, but it says, Only library books speak with such wordless eloquence of the power good stories hold over us. How good stories abide, unchanged and mutely wise, while we poor humans grow older and slower. That's some wisdom. That's some wisdom. I'm proud That's of myself. That's some deep wisdom that I'm going to have. Yeah, you actually read that very Thank you. That was one so take. That was well done. One take. One take. One. Everyone. <laughs> and I didn't mess up any word. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I will have to read that quote again to try to understand it because this uh, poor human is definitely growing older and slower. And I, I, I'll be reading that a couple times before I fully grasp the, uh, the depth of that quote. Yeah. Best of luck to you. But now we can move on to discussion. Thank you, Hannah P., uh, by the way, for sending that in. As always, thank you, thank you're you. one of our favorite quote senders. So keep those up because we really appreciate it. Um, but on to discussion. Brett has taken the reins of Parker and my horse body. Brett has taken control of us <laughs> and he's going to ride us into battle to discuss something. That's... I, I'm not going to throw you. I was not going to throw you a, a life vest there. I really wanted to see where that allegory was going. <laughs> and it was it was good. I'm good with words. It was beautiful. Thank you. A wonderful, wonderful um, hyperbole simile. I don't know what just happened there, but it was it was something. Yeah, that's exactly how I describe it. Um, I am bringing you a few stories of, you know, we all love true crime. But what happens when true crime involves authors themselves? When they're a part of it, <gasps> if they are the, the criminals themselves, what? we're gonna we're gonna dive into some of that mystery. We have I have a couple uh couple pretty famous stories to uh to bring to y'all today around the campfire. I I can maybe put campfire noises in the background of this whole episode if you guys would like me to. Oh, I'll just have it run in the so background. so relaxing. I yeah, love and if campfire you can't, noise. If you can't find any open source campfire noise, Brett, you could just like make the noises with your mouth. I think that I think that would go Just over like well. crack crackle noises? I don't know how. Crackling I'm going to have to work noises. on that. We'll get it in post. Okay. Mm, yep. Um, yeah, we'll get it in post. So yeah. I... Uh, these are some authors, not necessarily, it's not, it doesn't necessarily rate to, relate to what they have authored, but these are some authors who have been involved in some true crime stories themselves. Um, the first one... Hey, Brad, teach me about crime. ...that, uh, <laughs> that we'll get into here is one that we've, we've, read, we've read her book. It's uh, Delia Owens. Uh-oh. Here we go. Author of uh, Where the Crawdads Sing. Womp womp. She and a lot of people, it kind of came up after she wrote Where the Crawdad Sing because a lot of people compare her to her her main character in the book because Kyle. No spoiler alerts, but there's something that happens. Hey, can we can we go ahead and uh, can we can we go ahead and uh, and and just put like a a pin in this and and let our our lovely, wonderful, beautiful listeners. Um, know that we were just ignorant to the whole situation and we did not know this ahead of time pre-picking that book. And I think we probably would have gone a different route. 
That's not how I remember it. I remember <laughs> Parker saying, wow, no. <laughs> I can't believe she did this. Guys, we have to. This is going to be great. We've got to do yeah. this book. And Brett and I said, that's kind of insensitive, Parker. And he said, um, no, <laughs> we're doing I it. Said, I said anything for clicks and views. <laughs> yeah. I'll do anything for clicks and views yeah. and listens and yeah. downloads. And then he said he was there. Supporting criminals is just one of the many things. <laughs> Well, we did with all our millions of listeners, so sorry about that. Uh, But Reese Witherspoon also did with her publishing and creating her movie. Uh, So (laughs) I think we're off the hook with that. Yeah, dude. Tie us down. Yeah, tie Reese down with the sinking ship. I like that idea. More like Reese (laughs) with her knife. Uh, (laughs) I liked it, Dan. It was very good. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So... Won't spend too much time on it, but there was a a poacher was killed in Zambia. She was a big conservationist um, over there, and a poacher was killed. And her, not that she did anything, her herself and her husband, and I believe her son, uh, is they're all wanted for questioning related to it. They think the son did it, but she's not wanted for the the murder itself. But she's just wanted for questioning. So. Um, innocent until proven guilty. Uh, so maybe go read her book. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> go read her autobiography. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that we yeah, just want to know, give it. A- it really feels, especially knowing the ending of the book, it feels like it could have been a like confession of wrongdoing in a way that helped her free her conscience. Conscience, but um you know, not actually like saying so. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll never we'll let, know. We'll let the listeners look into it and decide. Yeah, well, yeah we'll, we'll never know. Um, let's move to the next one because uh, we got to get through a couple of these. Uh, so the next one, which you guys also may have heard of, uh, if you've, have either of you ever seen the Netflix documentary, The Staircase? It was famous, I think in 2019 is no, but... So I haven't seen that, but I I distinctly, distinctly remember this uh, episode of Forensic Files, which was just a one episode, um, uh, you know, case on the this story. And that was made into the long Netflix documentary. So I know about the, the whole situation. The, the general. Yeah. So basically, um, the author in question, his name is Michael Peterson. He's not a prolific author. He only wrote three, technically, I guess, four-ish books. What's Mikey P. Ryan? Uh, it was only three books about his uh, experience. It's about the Vietnam War. There are, there are books about the Vietnam War. One of them he co-wrote, but he wasn't prolific. He later wrote a memoir about everything that happened with The Staircase. But he wasn't prolific before, and he was also a newspaper columnist. But he became famous... Partially because of the case, but For you know, mainly pushing because, women downstairs. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, they made a documentary that I just mentioned and a TV miniseries on HBO. Uh, so basically, the story—I'll give it real quick. Um, uh, in 2001, his wife Kathleen was "quote unquote" found uh, by Michael at the bottom of their staircase with a head wound dying um she did die 
and Michael later claimed that he was outside at the pool and they had been drinking and she had probably fallen down the stairs after consuming alcohol and prescription pills that she was on. The only problem is, uh, after the toxicology report came out, it showed that her blood alcohol level was, was really low and that she actually died of blood loss due to several severe trauma blows to the top and back of her head that were assumed or, you know, by the expert uh, experts involved that were, you know, doing the case, um, those, those blows came from like a blunt object. So basically uh, they thought they immediately made it into a homicide because they thought uh, he had killed his wife. That checks out. Hey, Brett. So can I, can I ask a question here? Yeah. And I don't want to, I, I hope I'm not like getting too far ahead of myself, but wasn't there also like blood splatter that was completely inconsistent with the way that she had fallen down the stairs? Well, so the blood splatter was apparently a good thing on the defense. So the defense used a blood, a blood splatter expert to say that it was consistent, but the prosecution said that it wasn't. Wow. Oh. Um, and also the prosecution examiner is the one that said the blows were from trauma and also they had a rocky marriage and she had a large life insurance policy, which all kind of add up to, uh, a guilty verdict. Um, there was also another, which is like one of the big twists in the documentary. There's another case from his past that the prosecution used to convict him. Um, yeah, he had done it before, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. There is somebody <laughs> way back in his past, a family friend that he was the last person to see alive, uh, see see her alive. But she, he had stayed over late to help her put the kids to bed. Um, and they found her the next morning at the bottom of the stairs with a head wound, head trauma. And they thought she had just fallen down the stairs. And this was over in Germany, Jeez, and they investigated ew. it and said it was like an accident. He had nothing to do with it. Yeah, hey, that's that's a pretty big smoking gun when you have two two uh, bodies at the bottom of staircases. Yeah, it's uh, not exact a not, calling card. Yeah, not a good look. Uh, they weren't able to. Yeah, he's like he's like the worst Batman villain ever. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I assume found guilty, right? You said well. That. They weren't able to use the second. They used the second one as evidence, or the original, the old one as evidence. The friend from years yeah. ago, um, he was found guilty because they basically said this. the The first one, there's a pattern because the first one was deemed reopened and deemed to be a homicide. Um, so he's found guilty and sentenced to life. But in 2011. Years later, he requested a retrial after one of the expert witnesses for the prosecution had like a big scandal or something, and it had been revealed that they had had a lot of inefficiencies in their expert witnessing, I guess, because it had happened in a bunch mm. of trials. So the trial got thrown out. So he got his retrial, and which this is all documented in the documentary, uh, and he used this plea called the Alford plea. I believe that's what it's called, which basically, from what I read, is basically saying, oh, yeah, I maybe did it, but I can still claim innocence. Like, 
the, basically he and the court meet in the middle and they say, hey, we have enough evidence to convict you. And he's like, oh, but I'm still innocent. But yeah, I guess I kind of did it. So he pleaded to manslaughter what? and he got time served because he had served like 10 years in prison. So they basically just released him. Uh, so he's out what? and walking Are around. Are you serious? Yeah. And then he wrote a memoir. Uh, more recently, I am not sure of his current whereabouts, but I know obviously his entire family, his kids like sued him because they believed they he killed their mom. Yeah, you know, I really hope that he's not making money off that memoir. I typically don't tell our audience to like uh, pirate books, and I'm not a fan normally. Yeah. But if he's making money off of his staircase murders, I would suggest if you're interested, uh, uh, find find that one illegally. I think from what I read, his kids might get whatever thing because they sued him for like millions of dollars. So maybe whatever money he makes goes to them now. Um, I would hope so. Oh, at that's least. good. Uh, but yeah, so he he got out. Can you imagine how mm, excited justice. this guy must have been when he saw an escalator for the first time? <laughs> God, they'll just keep so falling. Dumb. He'll never be found guilty. How many? How many people? Yeah, it's like, oh my gosh, it's always you're always falling. <laughs> all, Such all a dumb. forever. Oh my god! Don't get started on an elevator. The second one that I've brought to you today. Uh, is a little weirder uh, because it involves teenagers committing murder. Um, there is a ooh, I love this man. This is such a good Halloween episode. Yeah, murder. Um, should I say it in that that voice? Do the whole thing, um, or should I do it in like the Forensic murder. Files voice? Uh, ooh, can you? Can you give me a take on the night? Of November 12th, 1983, Pauline's mother thought they were just going for a walk, but what she didn't realize, it would be the last walk she'd ever take. Ooh, I just got chills. That was pretty good. Now to follow it up, Parker, can you do your Chris Pratt Mario next? (laughs) Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. There it is. Um... Those are Pauline's last words. Sorry. No, cut that, oh, out. God. Cut, cut that out of the podcast. <laughs> nope. Keep going. Well, Pauline's still alive, so we can leave that in. Uh, okay, good. good. I well, think she is. Pauline's there. the murderer. One of them. Oh. So there's oh. a... Oops. So there's an author named Anne Perry. Uh, she's a... I don't know how famous she is, but she's a pretty prolific writer. She writes mostly detective fiction, which is kind of funny. Well, not funny. Kind of weird because of what she did. But um, she was born Juliet Hume. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. But she lived in New Zealand. And at the age of 15, her and her friend Pauline murdered Pauline's mom. Hey, yikes. Oh, man. So they had like an inseparable bond. And it's it's from what I'm reading, it was like everyone describes it as like super like they're they're kind of insane, but they didn't do any insanity play. Um, the, the two teenagers. Yes. The two teenagers, they were inseparable. They were obsessed with each other. They apparently they had, cre- from what I read, they had created some sort of, which I know kids do, but they had created some sort of fantasy life or world together, including inventing re- a religion, which they achieved spiritual enlightenment in. 
and creating books, plays, <laughs> what? people. Yeah, all all kids, all kids achieve spiritual enlightenment well, not, together with their besties. Not that part, but I know I know kids have imaginations. So when I read that, I'm like, is it? Did they just like have imaginary friends? But apparently, it was weird. Um, according, well, you said they were 15. Y'all didn't go to you know achieve nirvana and then kill your best friend's mom. I don't know. I thought that was a universal experience. I mean, <laughs> I haven't been again. I'm innocent until proven guilty. But pretty mm, much, point. Uh, so Juliet, her parents were divorced and she was about to be moved to South Africa, but neither of them wanted her to move. So Juliet is Ann Perry. So they decided to stay yeah. together forever, I guess. They would kill Pauline's mom, which they did. My so that, God. Yeah. Yeah. So they went out on a walk and they dropped something on the ground for with Pauline's mom. They dropped something on the ground. And she, when she bent over, they proceeded to kill her by hitting her in the head with a brick that was in like a stocking uh, 20 times, a reported 20 times. Holy God. At the age of 15. So yeah, she died. Uh, they killed her. And... Obviously, they were immediately apprehended, but they were too young to prosecute on death row. They like they wanted to give them the death penalty, but they were too young. And so instead, I forget the terminology, but I believe it was something along the lines of uh, a slap on the wrist. And then they published a bunch of books for her. <laughs> the thing. So here's what's called. They couldn't put them on death row so they were convicted and sentenced to be detained at her majesty's pleasure which basically means they're detained at the discretion of like the justice department wait are they hang on hold on are is this in is this in the uk <laughs> just detained at her majesty's pleasure it seemed like a very british thing and i didn't it's, know if that was maybe just a weird it's 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 new zealand so kind of it's British oh, adjacent. Okay. Um, so this is in New Zealand. Uh, so yeah. So basically, that means that it's at the behest of the Justice Department. Which turns out they were only in jail for five years, and then they let both of them go. Uh, Anne went to live with her dad in Italy. Were they still besties? Anne went to live with her dad in Italy and changed her last name. And Pauline went somewhere else, but no. They're no, apparently, reportedly, they never spoke after the trial. Um, so they're not besties anymore. Huh. You know, you think you go through all that trouble and then your friendship can't survive like a little jail time. Right. It, well, it's it, like, just seem, it just seems lazy. <laughs> they could have at least like called each other afterwards, you know? Uh, yeah. So not, not, not best friends. Um, apparently don't even talk. Anne went on to become a writer and wrote detective fiction, which is a little messed up, I think. Wild. And she very weird. Uh she now claims that when people try to bring it up, she say, Why can't I be judged for who I am now and not who I was then? So she wants to leave it in the past. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, Anne, maybe because you batched a mom to death with a brick. Yeah. Can I add? Are, are, do you have anything else to add to this? Because I have something to add. Um, I was just going to say that Peter Jackson created a film 
did a film. That's about what it. I was gonna say because I just yeah. looked that up. What? Yeah, starring Kate Winslet as Juliet yeah. Hume. Whoa. Okay, I'm. I need to check out this. 1994 this movie. is Heavenly Creatures, directed Ew. by Peter Jackson. Which I assume is something about like the world they created together or whatever. But there's two movies. There's another movie that came out in 2010 called Reflections of the Past about the same thing. Crazy. That's wild. She moved to uh, to Hollywood in in like 2017 to to get her get movies made about her books. So no, sounds no, like she's doing good. No. Um, well, that makes me sad. Man, she's lucky. Cancel culture wasn't around. That makes me sad to know that that is a thing. Yeah, it makes me sad to read it and tell it to you, but it's an interesting mm. story because she's... Hey, Brett, how come you didn't bring us any happy crime? Well, I can bring you a couple final ones as we uh, as we bookmark this. Um, I just wanted to drop a couple smaller ones on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stuff to look into. These, these, these are some one, one for the road. These are, This is just one for the road. Some crime to go, if you will. John Backdurf, I think is uh, I did that correctly. He wrote a book called My Friend Dahmer. Uh, he was friends with Jeffrey Ooh. Dahmer when they were teenagers. And then, yeah. So there was one other one. Uh, uh, this guy was a writer. He killed his ex-wife's boyfriend and then later wrote a book with a murder so similar to it that readers became suspicious and reported him to the police. And then they found out that he was the murderer because of the book that he wrote where wow, he basically. so smart. Incredible. Yeah. So that happened. Oh, man. Yeah. Th- you know, you know, this this episode is a is a good reminder as to why we're not a true crime podcast, because I don't feel I don't feel, ha- I don't I feel happy right now. Yeah, it's it's oh, rough boy. So that's all I um, well, have. Thank you for thank you for teaching us about <laughs> crime. You're very welcome. Book crime. You're very welcome. Um, you know, we'll we'll try to keep our ear to the ground if there's any more crazy book crime that happens while we're a podcast, and we can be the source of knowledge for our listeners. Um, yeah, because I had, I mean, I you know, this it was educational. It was it was interesting. Brett, you yeah. did a fantastic job. We we yeah. learned some things, and we know it was on brand for bookends with friends. Yeah. It is very scary, and we know that there's some scary people out there that write books, so just watch out for those people in their books. Mm, wise words. Um, all right, let's 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 book. Should we bookmark it there? We can bookmark it. All right. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you, Brett. Thank you, Brett, for doing research for this episode. That was a lot of fun. Um, and thank you listeners as always, uh, for tuning in. We really just appreciate it. And we love, uh, to hear from y'all with emails and, uh, over different social medias. Um, so please continue to do that. Uh, send us in quotes for quote of the week, uh, and reach out to us about your thoughts on Salem's lot, which we'll be covering the last Tuesday of this month. Um, uh, you can email us at bookendswithfriends at gmail.com. Uh, we're also on Instagram and that's bookends with or bookends underscore with underscore friends. Uh, and there's also a link there to that will lead us to Goodreads if you're interested in being our friends on Goodreads, because yeah, Goodreads yeah. is a great place and you should you should follow us. Join us. Um, I I think that's it. Do we, did you have anything else? No, we did it. I believe that's we, it. We did it. We did another one. 
Are you scared? Okay. Uh, well, Reader, beware. I'm sh- I'm shaking in my boots. Um, yeah. Uh, hey, hey, listeners. Hey, audience. Hey, friends. Don't do crime. Don't <laughs> kill your friends' moms. Definitely don't do is that. that. Is that a good? Is that a good sign off? Yeah. It's pretty good. I mean, oh, I it's safe. We're telling them not to do stuff. That's true. That's true. Okay. Um, all right. Well, thank you again so much. Thank you, Jacob Robinson, uh, for the intro and outro of the podcast. And thank you to Maddie Moon for the lovely cover art. Thank you both. Uh, and until next time, remember the real friends were the books we made along the way. I said it backwards. Damn it. The real books were the friends we made along the way. <laughs>